Welcome, everyone, to American Girls, the podcast. This is the podcast where we're reliving the American Girls series book by book. I'm Mary. I'm still Allison. Not a paper doll. Not yet. Not, Not that yet. we know of. Um, and we're so excited. We have we have a very special guest joining us this episode. We do. We were so inspired by the Caroline Craft Fair that we wanted to create an opportunity for you to get crafty in the cold months or whenever you're listening to this. So we are very pleased today to be joined by Lily, who is better known perhaps on Instagram as at librarian kiddo. Lily. Hello. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're so excited to have you here. We should say off air when we just met each other. I'm already admiring the fact that you're you showed up tonight in what I believe to be an authentic Kirsten sweater, no matter what you say <laughs> about it. And you have like some really great American Girl swag in your space. We've got for like people who can't see, I've got some grin pins on a tapestry behind me. And then I've got three out of, I think, 10 American Girl dolls that I currently own as an adult, wow. apart from my childhood collection. <laughs> So who's here? Like very brief roll call, if you don't Ooh, mind sharing. Okay, let's see. All right, we've got um, we've got Misty oh, wow. Nguyen. She's Vietnamese. Uh, Annika Kopanuk. She is Yupik Alaskan. Jody Shaw. She's a Korean adoptee in the '90s. This is Lindsay. She's been rewigged. Um, bless her heart. Um, <laughs> this is Rebecca. Um, she is thriving. It's Hanukkah. Um, you can't really see the. Uh, menorah but this is my it's gorgeous like oh it's okay like cast, oh, wow. iron, not cast iron it is like like actual metal and it's gorgeous whoever designed rebecca's hanukkah like swag um a plus um and then we have meg who is standing in as rebecca's cousin anna and then up here we have clementine melody kit um hattie who's my 1920s doll we have Nettie and uh Nora wow most of them are like and they're all 1870s through now ladies I just want to say apologies <laughs> in advance I'm really bad with names so I likely won't remember any of your names but please don't take that's it fair they're they're all um in some form or fashion like drawn as doodles on my Instagram <laughs> so we yeah. said no live shows this year, but I think this actually counts as Ooh, a studio an audience. audience of sorts. Oh so I think 2021, we did manage to have a group. So I think that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. I would say like, hey, dolls, but that makes me feel like Sinatra <laughs> and I'm currently listening to You Must Remember This, which is making me rethink. You know, I already had some thoughts about the Rat Pack, but, you know, so I'm not going to take it to that place is what I want to say to you. But I do feel like I'm in the presence of greatness because Alice and I are huge fans of your Instagram account and your artwork. You. So it's really cool that you've joined us here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I um, Amer The podcast was like the number one reason why I own all of these lovely dolls today. It relaunched uh, a deep need to collect. So this is your fault. <laughs> as I gesture to my 10 dolls. You know, as a parent, I, I'm not sure you're supposed <laughs> to point to your children and say, this is your fault. But um, I think it does work, I guess. I mean, hopefully they don't have feelings that we know of. I mean, um, they're all secondhand. It's it's good for the environment. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you revealed to us briefly that your family has a pretty decent American Girl collection, at least from the perspective yes. of the paper. And I was doing some very quick math based on one of your birthday posts that I own things that are older than you from the American Girl universe. Yeah. And, and you so own I. things that are older than yourself as well. So what is yeah. your first kind of connection to American Girl? Yeah. Um, so um, so they came out in 86 um, and then... Um, my parents were married in 89 and I was born in 96. So in between those years, um, my grandfather gave my mom an American Girl every year for Christmas because my grandparents are both um, very big like history, like nerds. Um, they're obsessed with the Revolutionary War. So I imagine he probably started with Felicity. Um, and I actually like have a picture over there of my mom holding Aww. her felicity um and there's a kirsten in the background so maybe kirsten was first but um 
And so she had already had a collection before I was born. And my first memory as a human involves American Girl, actually, because I um, we used to live in a teeny tiny house and we moved very shortly after my little brother was born when I was two. Um, and I distinctly remember like toddling into this like guest room, which was going to be mine had we stayed in that house. And it had her dolls on a bookshelf in the wall and a little like cast iron, uh, parlor chair and, um, pink glass tea set. And that was supposed to be my room had we stayed there long enough. But, um, as a actual baby, I remember going into that room and then pitching a fit because I wasn't allowed to like spend the night there. Um, <laughs> and we were able to trace that back because we moved so shortly after that like it, I was like a year and a half to two around then. So if that's not like an origin story for American <laughs> Girl, I don't know what is. Um, but uh, I didn't get them like I wasn't allowed to play with them until I was in maybe like first or second grade i my mom uh when i was staying home sick um one day um she brought samantha down from the attic and let me play with her as like a cold coping mechanism um which maybe wasn't great because like i was probably like snotty and gross but (laughs) um yeah um so that was the first time i was allowed to play with them and then once that happened it was all (laughs) downhill Well, it's nice that, you know, your mom didn't force you to go into the attic and meet Samantha there and then do a weird homeschooling situation. It's for the best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's probably wouldn't have helped your health in that situation or perhaps education. (laughs) I mean, I would have thrived if I had just like only like lived on American Girl books um, for my education. I think that that's sound. So did you read the books growing up around that same time? Or Yes. Um, I, I don't think I read them. I was like quite good enough at reading in first grade to read them. Although I read the Jimmy DB Jones books and those are a similar like length, um, but like not as similar in terms of like content. Um, but, um, although I, we love Jimmy DB Jones, don't get me wrong. Um, Do we? Okay. I'm going to just tell you right now, I'm a decade older than you based on the <laughs> math that you've revealed. So <laughs> I'm an elder, I guess. I accept that. Yes. Um, and I don't like she passed me by, so I'm gonna trust mm-hmm. you that this is an icon. I will say there it's reminding me that once somebody DM'd me a stranger and was like, oh My God, you remind me of that character. Oh, and then I never that, Googled I don't think that's it. fair at all. Okay, but... thank you. I, I I totally accept your opinion. I never investigated this, so I don't I, know who I that don't... is. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that's accurate. Um Okay, thank you. I re- I read them in first grade thought that they were great and I haven't touched hadn't touched them since and then this year I've been listening during our Christmas rush at work I've been listening to the Ginny B. Jones books on audiobook and they're hilarious um I was expecting them to not hold up and for me to think that she was a brat and just a lot but they're actually funny she's like kind of like a millennial Ramona Hmm. where she just like she really genuinely means well and it just never happens. She's kind of like a Molly, a, a much like a, imagine a five year old Molly, and that's that's kind of okay. what you'd get. She she means well, and she just doesn't do well all the time. But it's not her fault. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're. I don't. I don't know how fun they would be to like read as like actual books, but as audiobooks, they're very entertaining. So um, they have them on. Uh, my library's like audiobook thing so you should check them out they're really funny (laughs) I will I'll do some research but what were the American Girl books that you really that really resonated with you early on um yeah um Kit probably the most um which I know y'all haven't covered yet um but I'm very excited for y'all to talk about because she is like very into writing and shenanigans and social justice which i think is like all things that like you guys care about um and i think i liked her books the best and i really liked um the samantha books and nelly um i i really liked nelly as a character so um i thought that samantha at the time was a little bit spoiled but and i probably was too so i tried to reject my samanthaness <laughs> but um I really liked Nellie as a character and I still really like her now. So, but I think 
yeah, probably Kit. Something kind of interesting about your work, because you do a lot of interesting character studies, like you create your own characters and it's like, you're giving us like a collector energy, like Samantha, you're dressed like Kirsten. You've got like the Felicity memory scape behind you. So like, who are you? Great okay. Question. So I figured this out very soon into the podcast where we're of listening to it last year, where you guys asked each other what you were. And I was like, if I, I need to know <laughs> my answer just in case, like I ever have anything of worth to say in this realm. So I decided then I am a Kirsten wing kit using the like Enneagram language, which like I it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm mostly a kit. I've got the same like spunky, but also a little bit tomboy, a little bit girly, um, likes to go on adventures, would love to ride a scooter made out of an <laughs> orange crate like Kate, uh, Kit did. Um, but also I am like crafty and like seamstressy, like Kirsten and also Caroline. Hmm. Or um, had I grown up with Caroline, I think I would have like really strongly identified with her um, because she has the same amount of pluckiness um, as Kit or Kirsten with the whole like raccoon and bees um, shenanigans. Um, But she also just like Kirsten's the introverted part of me. She's a little bit calmer than Kit. So mostly Kit, a little bit Kirsten. Important follow up (laughs) question. Would you let a raccoon into your house? No. <laughs> so maybe I'm not a Kirsten. Um, also, I really like I, I grew up saying Kirsten, but then I've been told that it's actually Kirsten. So I kind of code switch in between those two. Mm. So in my heart, I know it's probably Kirsten. But like for my mom, who will eventually be listening to this, like I'm going to call her Kirsten. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly mostly kit little bit Kirsten, definitely a Caroline had I known about her in my childhood. Apparently I relate to all of the blonde ones, <laughs> Weird. which doesn't like make sense because I always wanted to have brown hair. Counter trend <laughs> alert. Yeah. <laughs> so something we kind of talked about was, you know, you make really cool art for different people. You also take commissions, right? You do all different kinds of things. But mm-hmm. part of what got us interested in talking to you is doing some research about the history of American Girl and paper dolls. And kind mm-hmm. of right as American Girl was doing some turns towards the digital, they also did this kind of throwback piece in a lot of what they put out. So we kind of had to go to a toy expert and you were at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, so I really love the paper dolls that American Girl came out with. They were in the magazines between, like, I believe, like, around the time that the Girl of Today dolls were released. So, like, early 90s. And I think they stopped putting paper dolls in the magazines around, like, 1998. Um, because those are, I have magazines after that, and I don't, and they don't include that. So, right around the turn of the century, millennium, um, <laughs> they stopped putting the paper dolls in there. Um, but the thing that was really special about them, which I, um, which kind of sparked my love of characters design in the first place, um, is so they would interview a different like girl subscriber of the magazine, and they would ask her about all the different women in her in their family and like what they wore, what time periods they were, and like a little like Twitter sized blurb about them, um, and so. It would come with um, like one of these um, paper dolls of like the original girl who was very 90s. Like this one's the one that I'm holding is 1996 Taylor, um, who likes to wear different colored socks and Converse. Um, And then um, for each character, it'll go each generation. um, It'll have their grandmother um, and they will have like prairie girl outfits. Some of them who um, were... uh, more recent immigrants they have um their um, family's traditional um attire there's like an adopted korean girl who um her um all of the outfits are handbox from the women in her family their respective time periods and i thought they were really cool because um my dad's into genealogy and he likes to research that and talk endlessly about it at the dinner table um but the thing, the ways that he like came to know all of these things about his relatives was more from um, 
these like concrete, like things like censuses and uh, all these other primary source documents that are like very important in painting a picture of history, but they kind of only painted a history of the men in the family. And because they were the property owners, the the ones who got enlisted in wars, um, the ones who passed on the family name. Um, so I, I really liked these paper dolls because they highlighted the matrilineal line um, and fleshed out like kind of the material culture of these women's worlds and um, what life would have looked like through their clothes and through their accessories and through their little stories. And I um, wish I had enough information about like further back generations of the women in my family so that I could make my own. Maybe that's something that I like hardcore pursue um, in 2022 because um, that would be really fun. But um, I, I think that they're really special because they allow um, girls of today or I guess of the 90s to um, see that side of their family's history and relate to these girls who care deeply about their family stories and want to learn more about them in a way that's a little bit different than the very valid but like very patriarchal like history narratives that are passed down. Yeah, totally. I mean, based on your description, I do think these paper dolls are actually like a really radical intervention from American Girl. Mm-hmm. Like it pre- it prevent it presents something so different as you say from a lot of other genealogy conversations. And I mean, they were always like a major favorite part of the magazine for me too, because I also mm-hmm. loved reading the stories that were on on the back, printed on the yeah. back of each doll. Yeah, um, they. I also have um, one of the outfits. It's the ski outfit from the '90s that came out during one of the Winter Olympics. Um, it's not the ski outfit, but it's called like apre ski, so like apre skiing outfit. It's like a big chunky white sweater and. Uh, a red floral skirt that's like kind of like millennial Josefina. Um, it's very cute. I have it for my doll, Annika. Um, but the accessories for that outfit include paper dolls that are mm. like, it includes like the tiny versions of the <laughs> magazine paper dolls. So I have the tiny book somewhere. I don't know where they, oh, here they are. They made teeny tiny. Um, <gasps> Oh my God, that's adorable. For your doll to have her own version of the magazine paper dolls. And I, it's so meta. I love it. I, so I currently own two different sizes of this girl. Her name is Sarah Street. Um, if you're out there, I own two d- different sizes <laughs> of your family's history in paper doll form. Wow. And um, yeah, they, they weren't afraid to go meta with it. Um, and I love it. I love it. Well, and each episode, yeah. each issue of the magazine also had like a small book for your doll to mm-hmm. to tear out. So I have some of those, but yeah, um, those little teeny ones are so adorable. Actually, so the they used to have all those short stories in the back of the magazine, and I I will say adapted one of those stories, but I most definitely plagiarized it, and I used it. <laughs> in a writing contest for my school because I knew no one, no one would have any idea what it was from because it was from the nineties. Oh um, my God. Yes. Are you kidding? Um, also to my mother um, who didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, mom, she's an artist. Like she takes yeah. a license with things. It's I, okay. I take inspiration. Um, it was one about, it was like about a ghost girl in a creek. What? Um, was I was just really going to ask what the story was. I don't remember what it was called. Um, and I definitely rewrote it. I did, a, I did like change a lot of things. Listen, we're not going to turn you in. But yeah, it <laughs> probably doesn't stand up. Like it's probably like garbage anyways, but like I would love to find it and compare to the original. I love that you did this. Like, apologize. <laughs> don't apologize. Uh, what You could just say reasonably like, listen, I my nascent understanding of copyright law was that you know if a year yeah. had gone by it enters the public domain and then that's mine yeah who I knows mean, to a to in child years like the 90s was like 100 oh, wow. years ago okay um, you already feel old okay <laughs> let's let's take it easy yeah i mean it's just fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i love that you did that that's so iconic i want to make a paper doll of you like taking that That'd story be fun. <laughs> So this holiday season, you might be looking for that last minute gift for someone you really care about. And you might also be worried about supply chain issues. We're really excited to be sponsored this month by StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's an honestly really thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. 
With StoryWorth, you get emails to your relative, friend, or someone else you love each week with a thought-provoking question that you get to choose from a pool of options. The questions include things like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? If you could see into the future, what would you want to know? After a year, StoryWorth compiles all of these stories and photos into a book that you can keep and love for generations. I did this with my parents and my mother's book is one of my favorite objects. One of the things I loved learning about the most was her earliest memories of growing up with her parents and her memory of getting the polio vaccine. With StoryWorth, you can give those you love a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserve memories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash American Girls Pod to save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash American Girls Pod and save $10 on that first purchase. I um, did make paper dolls every year. So after, while I was obsessed with these as a child, the American Girl magazine paper dolls, I also went to this summer camp where we made paper dolls. And I, at the end of the camp, I asked for the template for them, or I probably made my mom ask for me because I was too shy. Um, and so every year I made the, made paper dolls with the same template from like first grade to like sixth grade. As soon as summer hit, it was paper doll time. <laughs> um, towards like fifth or sixth grade, they start uh, being like very blatant, like drawings of Hannah Montana outfits. Um, respect yeah um it's some iCarly in there which is like showing my age a little bit um as being like very very different from y'all's but a different no, no, era no. Of I know what iCarly is like I'm not cool <laughs> but I know what iCarly yeah. is so they weren't like they weren't historical per se for you no. your own some of them were inspired by different outfits that I saw in the catalog that I, in the American Girl catalog that I wanted but didn't have. Um, I think that's the case for most of them because I also had, because my mom collected them, I had a lot of catalogs that were from before I was born. So we have some of the Pleasant Company ones from the early 90s. Um, I kind of wasn't really allowed to touch those because they're <laughs> like, like sacred materials, but... Um, the ones from like the 2000 to like 2004 like before i was really allowed to like be trusted to flip through them i copied a lot of those outfits and made those paper dolls because they were already retired by the time i was asking for new american girl stuff Hmm. i think what's like so interesting too is it almost seems like your mom is kind of a half generation right between us And the fact that, like, she really thought that this was super valuable and the fact Mm -hmm. that you kind of combine, like, your father's genealogical research with your mother's love of material culture Mm -hmm. and your mother's love of these kinds of things. Like we've said before in our families, this was about actually making a different generational connection, which was that my mom grew up kind of with the shadow Mm -hmm. of World War II. So that's why Molly was her pick. For you, it's different. It's like your mom was an OG consumer of American Girl. Yeah, and I I loved when you guys talked about that, about relating to Molly um, and as like a portal to your grandmother, because when I was a kid before Julie and Ivy, the 70s dolls came out, um, my mom is like a halfway in between Melody and Julie, so halfway between the 60s and 70s, um, and so in terms of like when she was 10. And so before Julie came out, which was when I was in fifth grade, I had a look-alike version of my mom as a 10 year old and in nineteen six seventy eight, so that was her time period and she was the amy doll um and so i had a look-alike doll and my mom had a look-alike doll and she had collected all of these little things like a tiny where the wild things are book and she had made a replica of her first day of school outfit from first grade um so um while I had the historical dolls, I also had this look-alike pseudo-historical doll that was my mom as a child. Um, and that, I think, is a pretty rare thing to have as an American Girl collector. And that was really special to me to have this doll version of my mom so that I could understand things about her and her childhood. Um, and I don't know, it was a great um, way to like understand my mom in a way that I don't think um, a lot of people get to experience so i'm very lucky that she made that 
and that I was allowed to play with her um, and to play with the tiny versions of her thing. Um, she's now collecting things to make. Now that I am like enough of an adult to um, like childhood is like in retrospective, she's been collecting little bits and bobs of accessories, um, like making Halloween costumes that I had as a kid for my mini me doll. Um, so um, there's there's definitely a lot of intergenerational conversation Exchange. with those dolls yeah um and both of my grandmothers actually um my grandmother my mom's grandmother sews um and she sews a lot of american girl clothes um as like a side gig and so she had a few of her own so we went to her house we played with her dolls and then my dad's mom collected some um she had like the core for like Addie, samantha felicity molly i think she had kirsten as well um so five and she passed away last year. So I'm getting those ones from her. And so my mom and I will both have, have the original ones. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely privileged to have that like American girl from in the doll form, especially um, from all these different directions in my family. Um, but that definitely made me appreciate it more because I knew that they were really um, treasured um, possession possessions in my family and even like to my little brother we joke that this is our like family's inheritance <laughs> that um uh we may not have a lot of money but we are sitting on an american girl like just like treasure trove it's like a mm. uh, national treasure <laughs> in in our attics wow well, it's interesting because I mean that was Pleasant's dream that this would these mm -hmm. would become things passed between generations. But I'm interested mm -hmm. in knowing like, can you think of an example of something that your mom shared with you that perhaps you wouldn't have found out another way, but like only through like sharing the doll that's like the first grade version of her or having conversations about dolls. Like, are there stories or things that you learned about your mom's experiences that you might not have gotten elsewhere? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that was really, really special about the Amy doll is, so my mom um, grew up in the 70s for the most part, um, like akin to the Brady Bunch kids. And she grew up in Georgia um, and she, the American Girl lookalikes at the time when you bought them in the 90s, they came with the templates to write your own stories along with a six story arc. So like the me learns a lesson, surprise and so on. Um, so my mom actually wrote some of those and the, she didn't finish all of them, but she made um, outlines uh, for the arc that she had for her own Amy books. Um, and one of the things um, that I remember from from the like fanfic books was she talked about her best friend, Melissa, and her friend, Melissa, um, she had a congenital heart condition and she passed away a few years before I was born. Um, mm. So I never got to meet her. Um, but one of the ways that I was able to like engage in that like relationship with my mom and her best friend who would have been like an aunt figure to me had she been alive now was like my mom had outfits um, of her and Melissa that they wore to their tap dance competition when they were like four or five. And she wrote a lot about going over to Melissa's house to have junk food because my grandmother didn't didn't allow a lot of junk food in the house and so that like in hindsight was a really unique and special way for my mom to tell me about this relationship in her life um that in a way that i could understand that was like age appropriate but also like i i could learn all these things about melissa secondhand through a play um without having to sit your child down and be like so i had this friend and she passed away it was just a really special way to talk about that relationship in her life. Um, and I'm really grateful that my mom did that because now I know a lot more about her. That's so special. Yeah. I think was like so surprising hearing you narrate kind of different aspects of your family is that like women's things are important. Women's things are valued. Women's stories mm -hmm. are important and kind of generational shifts that happen to make certain families feel I think that way more than others but kind of thinking even in other families there's often sometimes this game of catch-up right that people are trying to play mm -hmm. decades later or you're trying to watch that one little snippet you have of a family member and the fact mm -hmm. that in your family that's that's a value right like that's something mm -hmm. also even kind of joking about with your brother that these are important things 
Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I think in a lot of families that conversation would never happen because those things, whether they had a market value or not, wouldn't be mm-hmm. talked about that way. Like the way people kind of casually toss out toys that belong to women and then mm-hmm. men's things are collector's items, right? Or, you know, yeah. beanie babies are like, we can't even talk about beanie babies, but <laughs> yeah. they, defy, they defy this conversation. But yeah. Um, so I work in the toy industry and I have for the past four years and kind of one of the main reasons that um, I get a lot of joy out of that is because there are quite a few like teenagers and even adults that'll come into this toy store that remember remember it from their own childhoods and they'll pick out things like we've got a light bright so they'll point at the light bright and say oh my gosh I had that as a child and that and it like it was so much fun and it made me so happy I played this with my siblings or with my cousin and 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 I work in the back in an office but I get to hear these little snippets of conversation that are a little bit more organic because I'm not on the floor trying to sell them something I'm just eavesdropping um, which is maybe like not the nicest thing to do, but I do it. But um, and hearing these little snippets of conversation about our customers and the, I think toys are really interesting because and paper dolls and books and all of these things that American Girl creates are really connected because they make something valuable out of play um, and of storytelling. And I think that was something that was instilled in me as a young child. And it's something that I want to provide for later generations. I love helping grandmas pick toys for their (laughs) two-year-old who is going to like stick everything in its mouth. Um, (laughs) uh, And I don't know, it's, it's, Toys are a really great way to make a connection with someone because I know that to be true from my own experience. Um, And so I think that helps me engage a lot more, um, whether that's through art or through toys in general. People respond to these happy core memories. And I was, you know, privileged and blessed enough to have so many um, core childhood memories. And I really want to share that and make that something for more people. So can you maybe talk a little bit about like returning to your paper doll journey? So we leave off with you in summer camp. You're imagining Hannah Montana, a living legend, Hannah Montana. Um, (laughs) You know, like how do you get, like I think what you said about the value of this brand being it's um, the way it centers play and storytelling is so special. Mm -hmm. And I think the paper dolls invite like both of those things. So I'm wondering like how does your paper doll journey evolve to kind of like the work you're doing now where you're in a really powerful way, you're inviting people on Instagram and other platforms to kind of join with you in in the play of imagining these characters that you, that you create. Yeah. um, So the one of the, like the ways that I see like pulling all of this, this nostalgia and memories from my childhood um, and also just what I see um, in the conversations, whether that's on American girl Instagram, which is, vibrant um and also with um with my customers at work um and seeing the kinds of toys that they want um uh i think um my main focus as i've been creating these characters is to find gaps in history that haven't been covered yet because american like it's there's an infinite amount of stories that you could tell but obviously american girl hasn't covered all of them and one thing that i think american girl does relatively well um sometimes some years better than others is finding a story that has um a lot of weight to it like Addie's stories are really serious they cover so many like deep and like very traumatic experiences like enslavement and family separation and what it means to reassemble yourself in a completely new life um and i think they handle that really well in the Addie books um but one thing um, is I wanted to create characters of my own that had that same that same combination of really nuanced storytelling, but also the delighting in the simpler things like the material culture of it. Um, and paper dolls are a really great way to do that because you're not making a fully like marketable like doll plaything. You're having more a like stand-in of a story, um, almost like a picture book illustration. You're not. Um, rather than having a full doll um, to represent a time period, you're having a more just like sketch or like caric- not caricature because that's like negative, but a quicker way to convey all of these stories that American Girl hasn't covered yet. They're not going to have time to cover all of them. So it's a way for me to kind of insert 
ideas into the American Girl universe without writing letters to American Girl specifically asking for a doll that's from the Harlem Renaissance. I did that as a child. I did ask for a lot of different dolls and I got a bunch of letters back saying, we don't take unsolicited requests from minors, but thanks. Um, somewhere I have Damn. all of those. Can yeah. you remember like what kind of dolls you were requesting at that age? So Hurricane Katrina happened when I was in third grade-ish. And I w didn't understand the delay of how long it takes for them to develop the girl of the year. So I was like, all right, girl of the year 2006 or seven. I'm not sure, totally sure on the year. She is going to be set in New Orleans around the time of Hurricane Katrina. And all of the proceeds or a certain amount of the proceeds to the doll were going to go to like relief efforts for the doll. And I remember her name is Callie. She also had a Scotty dog and her dad was like a ship captain. It didn't really make sense and it wasn't well researched, but to be fair, it was nine. Um, but I sent that to them along with drawings. They said no, but it's fine. I haven't recovered, but wow. um, they're lost. Mm -hmm. Love that. Attitude. I'm just drawing my own paper dolls now. So love that. Yeah. Yeah. But long story short, like, um, making the paper dolls as an adult has been a way to make the types of characters that I didn't see from American Girl as a child and um, what I know like friends of mine from different um, ethnic and racial backgrounds um, and just classes and all different uh, and other minorities just feeling like they couldn't relate to American Girl because they were all cursed and they were all cursed they were all Felicity um, and not seeing themselves so yeah making designs that more fully reflect uh all the different ways to be an american or an american girl now do you have tips for like just imagine for a second there was an adult who felt like she wasn't equipped to play with paper dolls that adults me and so <laughs> i was like prepping them before this conversation i already ripped like a third of the stuff this is this what is happened? why this was a, i don't do well with perforation and so this oh. was like bringing back memories when you were talking about like some of the intellectual opportunities that you afforded your dolls with the inception magazine doll story mine were not that erudite like they sat for school they were disciplined they listened they <laughs> wow. had backpacks that was it like they got the lecture <laughs> and the stickers that i offered but i have a caroline kit right i have a pre-made kit that was given mm -hmm. to me like, where do, where do I start? Like, how do I get play Ooh. and joy from, I don't know what to do. I will just also add this paper doll looks shockingly like Jojo Siwa. And she is staring at us. Like, she listeners. is staring at us. She's been she part doesn't, of the like, show. I don't even staring. know how to do that because I haven't ever seen Jojo's hair down. So like, okay. I saw like, it down in one photo and it actually does look quite like this like i'm actually the whole time that we've been talking she's been staring at us oh my god now she's coming closer oh my gosh I oh my god i'm sorry i haven't Get followed her. your journey Wait. on dancing with the stars is this how i play with paper dolls like i mean maybe this is yeah. my experience like i i imagine that this caroline is actually jojo i have sets i have little furniture for her yeah i'm a dollhouse gal so me too same I, you know i live like slightly more miniature and yeah. still have a lot of my little dollhouse stuff. It's like, I think where Same. I'm struggling is the paper aspect, but I love what yeah. you're saying about how affordable this is. Like this is a yeah. lot more accessible. She, yeah. she can go um, over here now. She's done. Yeah. Um. So with paper dolls, I think, I mean, really the joy of them is dressing them and changing their outfits. Like I, it's just great. Like I love making all of the like American Girl prints that I make because I just love drawing their outfits. Um, and uh, that's that's like 80% of it for me. But um, you could take your American Girl paper doll, um, you know, put her in your pocket, bring her, bring her when you go vote, um, uh, take pictures of her at historical sites, um, uh, take wow. pictures of her, I don't know, on the subway. I don't have a subway, but... <laughs> Um, I would love it. Yeah, I also, so mine currently, I have these really weird speckled walls that are, they're like kind of popcorn-y, so things don't stick very well to them. In my old house, I used to have these on my wall, just like blue tacked on. So that's something you could do. Uh, maybe don't use blue tack if you're renting because it'll leave a blue stain, PSA. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the way that I have mine stored is, 
uh, I've got a glass top on my desk and then I slid them underneath so you can see all the paper dolls, but you don't have to like mess them up. That's um, awesome. So mm. that's, that's a way to store them kind of like pressed flowers almost. Like you could put them in books. You Oh, you could use them as bookmarks. Okay. That's it. I like that. I you like, should, I like you that. Should, she's a friend that you can carry in your book. <laughs> I, I imagine that both of you are the type of people that carry books, at least one book with you at a time bring bring her along in a book she probably won't fit in a cell phone case so but she wow. fit. wow i saw a tiktok and again it was a youth like aka someone younger than 35 <laughs> and they had paper dolls and i was really excited because i also love paper dolls but i also don't know how to play with them and what yeah. they did was like okay. send the paper doll around to their friends and then the friends yes. would like do a little photo shoot and they kind of invented yes. this running story about what this paper doll was up to and like yes, that's now like great. i'm like wow that sounds amazing to me again thank you yeah too. i think that sh that paper dolls like tiny uh jojo caroline um mm -hmm. would be a great little a great little travel friend um you could send her in the mail to people if you like felt comfortable that they'd send it back or that also that the post office wouldn't bend it um wow. i love the post office but i do have some post office baggage um okay. but that's for another time but yeah i think really the bookmark is probably the best way to go like as an adult I think um, you're right. and you can still snap pictures um i this is like adjacent but not quite a paper doll but it's small enough um i gave my partner a tie beanie baby monkey for his birthday um and we carry his name is george and he has a tiny sweater and we take pictures or videos of him whenever we go somewhere new I love um that. so you could do that wow. i don't know about the tiny sweater but <laughs> well maybe. now i want to like send it to i want to send it on a chain to people who will like do this story thing with me but i also have no idea how you practically make this happen because the tiktok did not explain yeah. it i apologize to the person who made this tiktok i don't <laughs> remember your username or name at all but yeah i'm I inspired think, by like, you the types of people that engage in american girl instagram and also in like the like the duncan shiro's the mm -hmm. patreon people would all be people that i would trust with a paper doll wow. so i think that like like i have like a few american girl instagram friends that we actually do send each other things i have a sketchbook that sydney of five hens and a cockatiel just randomly sent me so i think it can be done and i That's think so that sweet. it would be bring a lot of joy to all of the american girl instagram people i don't really know if there are other american girl communities on different social medias but that's not my journey <laughs> but i think that allison's question is a good one in the sense that like it resonates with something you've said that i think that the ways people play with them are either like when you receive a paper doll like putting mm -hmm. the clothes changing the outfits or it sounds like from your perspective you get the most joy out of imagining these characters and like literally drawing the dolls mm -hmm. So it's yeah, kind of like two sure. different two different approaches, I guess. Yeah, for me, it, making them is the joy, um, and I like giving them to other people, and then they play with them. So I actually don't play with them as much because the whole like act of creating them and coming up with their stories is like eighty percent of the fun for me. I hear that. You know, a couple years yeah. ago for Allison's birthday, I did draw us his paper dolls <laughs> in different yes. scenes in the past. And I had a lot of fun making those. That's awesome. Um, I'm not, nowhere near your skill as an artist, but it was more just like imagining us in different scenarios. But That's awesome. I can speak to that. It is fun to kind of make things. Yeah, for sure. So you might be asking yourself, are you really listening to a podcast if you're not hearing an ad for a meal kit? Well, we can answer that question. We're really pleased to be sponsored by HelloFresh. The holidays can be really hectic, but HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and cleanup so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with friends and family. HelloFresh Market has this season's entertaining covered with options like holiday cheese and charcuterie board and skinny dip dark chocolate peppermint almonds. HelloFresh not only saves you time and money, it's just another way to learn how to cook and how to get around your own kitchen. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash AmericanGirls14 or use the code AmericanGirls14, you can get up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. 
You'll be saving on average $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of doing grocery shopping. So again, that's HelloFresh.com slash AmericanGirls14 and using the code AmericanGirls14 for those free meals and free gifts. And who doesn't love a free gift around the holidays? I should say also, we're kind of like sleeping on this fact. You actually made a sheet for listeners to actually print out and play with. Yeah. Um, so I made some uh, Caroline paper dolls. So the intention that as you're either listening to this or just when you need a minute to like deescalate from holiday stress and just <laughs> existing in December in the year 2021, uh, it's a, it would be it's just relaxing, like get yourself some scissors and you I mean, I tried to make them based in a way that like you're not trying to cut like absurd corners um, because like cutting intricately is not really a skill you use a lot as an adult, but yeah, hopefully they're, they're adult accessible. Um, but yeah, um, they're Caroline. I realized that I forgot her iconic Spencer. Is it, mm. is it this is Spencer's jacket or the hat? Yeah. So her actual paper dolls come with that outfit. So we can share a, what a photo of that looks like if people want yeah. to do it. It, we might think of it as like a bolo jacket. Yeah. But, but that is like essentially what one of her paper doll. So the paper doll set is her, Rhonda, and Inkpot, which is like the most random crew you could imagine for an, a yeah. paper doll set. So um, yeah. really JoJo, Inkpot, and Rhonda. <laughs> Just give her a bow. She's yeah. JoJo. <laughs> and like some sequins. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it's her default outfit is in the nightgown. Uh and then there's her spring, summer. She doesn't really have a summer outfit, but it's that's been made by American Girl, like as a doll outfit. But um, all of the, almost all of the Caroline books have her in this blue and red striped mm-hmm. dress that is missing for whatever reason from her collection. Mm. Um, so I put that in there just as justice for the red and green, or <laughs> red and blue dress. And also her Christmas dress and the very taylor swift work dress um it's iconic yes that is iconic (laughs) you know i wonder like i i you know these i'm in awe of what you created for us like these are so beautiful i'm staring at them right now and you know i'm just really amazed by your talent i'm just wondering like speaking to the joy that you have in creating these like are there outfits that you would create for caroline or like did you think about accessories or other looks that you would want to make that aren't canon perhaps yeah um so one thing well i have two ideas for that one is that i love adding and drawing um outfits for the canon american girl dolls that Mm. are in their books but they never produced for whatever reason Mm. um uh, my mom has actually written a couple of like angry emails to American Girl <laughs> asking why they didn't make the Hands Across America shirt for the Courtney doll yet. Um, oh so, my God, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, I love drawing all the outfits that they missed. So combing through every single illustration and then figuring out from the angles that I'm given what it would look like as a full outfit. Um, I really loved all of Caroline's high-waisted outfits but I don't really like the colors Hmm. um they're a little bit too like I don't know they they don't they aren't as as cohesive as I would like them to be and I think maybe that's because the illustrator like really leaned into the like romance book really deep colors but I would really like some more like uh austin e pastels and like dainty florals i think that that would be great so maybe i should embark on some new carolina outfits one of the reasons why i recolor all of my prints to be slightly pink is because i want them to all be pastel um and they're not in real life but i can just make that executive decision uh in my own art (laughs) can you talk us through your process a little bit so like how do you make these like from start to finish so i draw on my ipad um i use um a program called procreate um which is really awesome and i normally use an apple pencil um but i have misplaced it so a lot of my recent drawings are with my finger including the caroline paper dolls but i have on one layer i will have a picture of screenshot from the american girl 
Wikipedia, not the American Girl Wiki, and of the original product outfit. And then I usually try to pick a pose from paper dolls from that era. Um, so like for Caroline's, I looked up like paper dolls, 1810s and finding pictures from that, or I guess catalog cutouts or scanned uh, pictures of paper dolls from that time period. Um, so like the Molly paper dolls are actually the Molly ones are based off of a picture from Molly spinning in the catalogs. Some of them are old pleasant company post model poses um, because it's really hard to figure out how to do like 21 or 22 um, poses for the same age of character. Um, you can't just do like hand <laughs> on hip for each one. They have to be a little bit more exciting. So I start by looking up paper dolls from their each, their respective eras. And then I draw them in the color that the original outfits are. So like Felicity's blue silk dress was originally blue in the illustration. And then I decided that I wanted them to all be like slightly pink. So I just put a pink layer underneath and then filter it. So um, everything is slightly tinged to the same color. So they all kind of match. Yeah. And I really just go one by one and draw all of the outfits for there are a few gaps like Nenea, the 1941 doll doesn't have a Christmas dress. So I gave her Kit's Be Forever dress because I had already included her Pleasant Company dress in the print. So I just gave it to Nenea. It was only a couple years afterwards. It's probably not historically accurate, but I can live with it. And for the side characters like Nellie and Ruthie that have dolls, but they never actually fleshed out their collections enough, looking at looking through every single illustration and even looking at the mystery book covers, because sometimes those were a lot more casual outfits. And if they didn't include it in the main series or on the mystery covers, then I have to get a little bit more creative and find some fusion of outfits from that time period based off of paper dolls for that age of girl. But yeah, it's a kind of a collage of American Girl Wiki as my primary source <laughs> documents and um, also the original book illustrations. I thankfully have almost all of the books. The only ones I'm missing are a few Girl of the Year books and some of the mysteries. So I can draw all of their outfits from the original illustrations relatively easily. Very cool. That's so awesome. Um, if you had any kind of like parting wisdom or words from a grin pin behind you, what would it be? Ooh, okay. I like the one that's just cool. <laughs> thumbs up. Um, it's to the yeah. point. <laughs> If yeah. you had to, if you had, like, let's pretend that the Pleasant executives who read your pitches as a child and rejected you in what some might call a not cool way, <laughs> um, if they were listening or even just other fans, what are the dolls or, like, the characters, kinds of characters that you think are most needed right now? Ooh, okay. Harlem Renaissance doll, number one. I just want a doll who is Black to experience joy. Like, totally is that with you. too much to ask Totally for? with you, like, yeah. Yeah, like, can I, can I just have a Black American Girl doll who can just, like, just have a good time? Uh, yeah, um, so my, my Harlem Renaissance doll, she plays the trumpet. Um, yeah, I haven't That's really, cool. I just got her for my birthday um, in November, so I haven't really learned that much else about her yet, um, but I need to do some late night Googling to there's learn a, a little bit more. I don't know if this will help, but there's a really good documentary on Netflix right now that just came out mm. about Ella Fitzgerald, and it covers her Ooh. years in the Harlem Renaissance. So there's That's some really good awesome. fashions in the archival photos they show. Ooh, awesome. I also um, really, there needs to be an Alaska doll. Hmm. What is wrong with them? Like, wow. They haven't even <laughs> talked about Alaska. They've done Hawaii mm, twice, which is great. We love Hawaii. Hawaii is beautiful. It's got a great rich history. They haven't covered Alaska other than in uh, Minook, Ashes in the Pathway, the Girl of the World book, Girl of Many Years, Many Lands, sorry. Uh, the Minook book is amazing. And it is about a uh, you pick girl in 1890 Alaska. 
Um, and I think they really need to like revisit that, um, get some indigenous Alaskan writers to make a focus group. I really want that to happen. My Alaskan doll, she's in 1989 and she is obsessed with roller derby. <laughs> My um, God, that's awesome. That is the year that roller derby was first like broadcast on TV. So it would be the first year that it would be accessible to her um all the way in alaska um cool. i think that's a missed opportunity let's see i my 1880 doll yes 1884 um she is half creek and half black friedman and um she is a beekeeper in oklahoma um in an all-black town um again like i just want a black and indigenous character to just like experience joy like and be a beekeeper that would be a great wow gift as an outfit for a doll yeah. um, beehive the veil um <laughs> really a missed opportunity i also have a character who's a birder which is a little bit more like boring and doesn't have the like wow factor of a like wildlife rescue set in australia but <laughs> it's needed <laughs> yeah we also we really need more disabled dolls um joss is pretty much it and that's not okay. Um, I would love an autistic American Girl doll. I would love an autistic uh, Girl of the Year specifically. Um, I would love for them to make a doll with a physical disability um, because they haven't done that at all. Um, And um, yeah, there's just a lot more to American history than they've covered. Um, I mean, they haven't covered every single year and every single class, every single like, time period so i think there's a lot more room for i don't know new stories and i think a beekeeper and a roller (laughs) derby girl should be some of them also uh misty my vietnamese um doll in 1970s she learned english using the muppets um and she teaches english to other uh refugee kids in her community using handmade puppets um, oh I haven't made those puppets in doll size because I that I'm not in that era of the pandemic yet, but we're close. <laughs> <laughs> we're close. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm a huge Muppets person, so I'm delighted to hear there's a Muppet role in yeah. your world. Yes, um, she does have a tiny Kermit. Oh my god, I think it was originally from a Happy Meal. Unclear. Another purchase from my mother. Wow. Yeah, I love this. She I love likes all these to, ideas. she. They're like grandkids to her, so she's like, "Oh, I haven't heard from you in a couple weeks. Um, here's a Kermit doll, or here is a tiny American girl trumpet. Um, it's the best kind of. Is mail. that the move? If you just if I stop contacting my mom, she'll start sending me presents. Is that what will happen? I think so. Um, one time she sent me um dollhouse Starbucks cups. What? Um, I, yeah, I also collect calico critters and like Sylvania families and all those. So um, yeah, there was a phase where like once a month, something tiny would arrive in the mail unsolicited um, <laughs> and it would be for my mom. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. she's ju- She she doesn't listen. She doesn't uh, drink Duncan necessarily, but she is okay. a Duncan Shiro. Oh, yeah. We love That's that. She does like iced coffee. We love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, Lily, if people want to reach out to you or kind of like learn more about what you do, is there a best way to do that on the internet? We don't want people just sending you like tiny Muppets unsolicited. Unless that I is mean, something I want that. Want. But, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not in physical form. I sure, don't know sure. about that. But um, yeah, on Instagram, I am a librarian kiddo. Um, and I am also a librarian kiddo on Etsy and Tee Public, which is where I sell prints and um, various American Girl inspired merch. Um, and then my website is librariankiddo.com. Everything is librarian kiddo. It's just easy, easy <laughs> to spell. They are both words. Um, I'm neither a librarian nor a kiddo technically (laughs) but it's the vibe (laughs) i love that handle allison where can people find you if they want to talk paper dolls etc etc yeah so i'm at allison harricks on twitter and instagram um mary where can people find you if they want to start a paper doll chain I mean, if people want to start a paper doll chain, I do need to find that TikTok again or someone's going to just have to tell me how this would work. Um, But please reach out to me 
at Mimi Mahoney on Instagram or on Twitter at Mary Mahoney one two three. And we should say that your um, your T-shirts and all your merch um, are amazing that you've made like related Thanks. to the show and to American mm-hmm. Girl. So I really do hope people check out your stuff. Yeah, I got a sketchbook for myself actually of Kaya, um, and I'm really excited to finish my current sketchbook so I can. Use cool. The and Very I cool. think we do link to your stuff off of our website. So if you go to AmericanGirlsPod.com, yes. you should be able to find it. And Allison? Yeah. So if you are searching for our P.O. box, our telephone number, or any other way to reach us, that is on our website for the American Girls Podcast. You can reach out to us on Twitter where our DMs are open at a girls pod. We are not in the process of securing a sugar baby, though we do get asked that once a week on Twitter. You can Excuse find us me. on Instagram at American Girls Podcast. And we are also on Facebook, where we invite you to follow our page and give us some feedback there. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I need to (laughs) go call an adult. Um, (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us. And everyone, we will see you at our next episode. (laughs) 